and praise God. We're getting handier all the time, aren't we? Amen. Amen. It won't be long. Hallelujah. Near home than I was yesterday. Amen. Just a privilege to be here tonight and to worship with you. Just a, a real blessing. I believe tonight that we are on the well, the verge of the coming of the Lord. Yes. But also, we're in a day of expectancy when we realize what Jesus has done for us. And that uh, we can expect even greater things than we ever had before. Praise God. Greater things than we ever had before. Praise God. We're turning right to the Word of the Lord tonight in uh, John, the fifth chapter. And I want to read just uh, read three verses there, and then we'll uh, read a few more of those verses a little later on. After this, there was a feast of Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Yes. Yes. A little later in that chapter, there's a man 38 years old. There are 38 years he's waited by that pool. Amen. And uh, Jesus touched him. Praise God. So my thought tonight is, I don't know just how many there is here tonight, but I believe there could be even many. You're on the verge of uh, your miracle. or on the brink of a miracle. Amen. Praise God. And uh, I've been praying for some things, and I believe I'm right on the verge of it. And so if our faith can just be increased in this service even tonight. And uh, there's some loved ones around I've been praying for and uh, uh, different things. And uh, I, I'm on the, just on the brink of that miracle taking place. Praise God. And if I can just a uh, uh, little, well, uh, this, this has been Pioneer Day. It just, uh, uh, when I think of pioneer, it, it's, I looked up that word, pioneer, and it's preparing a road for troops. You know, we're like an army preparing a road. And uh, I thought, if I could just help in any way prepare a road, you know, uh, for those coming behind me. Right. And uh, I've got a great heritage. And uh, if you uh, are here for the rest of the night, well, but uh, I probably got as long a fire to travel tonight as any of you, probably. <laughs> but uh, uh, that doesn't make any difference at all. Uh, and just uh, such a privilege to be here. Yes. Praise God. <laughs> and it's, uh, I don't think it's snowing out yet, is it? Not yet, no. <laughs> we got a few flurries up there the other day, and I said, well, when someone said, yeah, we, got, we got some flurries, all right. And I said, well, that, though, you know, that's good. It was just kind of telling us what's ahead of us. <laughs> uh, 
we enjoy the different seasons. And uh, I like fall, beautiful, beautiful time of the year, isn't it? The handiwork of God, by my. When he, when he planned it all, he just did a super job on it, praise God. And then he made all of you folks. And uh, look at the super job he did on you folks. And, I'm, and everyone's just a little different. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I won't point out this direction. <laughs> uh, I look in the mirror and I say, well, I have to take what he did. <laughs> Praise God. But uh, I do have a great heritage, and uh, it goes a long ways. And uh, I, I don't hardly dare start, but uh, back in 1946, that's quite a little while ago, my mother, she, she, uh, she was a good Baptist lady. We got some Baptists here tonight? Yeah, do we do? Wonderful. I'm glad, I'm glad you're here. But she, she kept praying and praying, and she was on her knees, and uh, she seen my brother and I, and I won't even hardly mention about two, the two sisters. One sister hadn't come by that time, but there was one sister, and uh, the three of us, and she said she could see us growing up, and she said, bye, uh, you know, those folks, uh, I wonder if there's just anything more for me. And we had, a, there was a, a beautiful Baptist lady that was pre preaching. And uh, I, I was just a kid and I was going sometimes and uh, I was saying my catechism, but uh, I was kind of just memorizing a few things back there. And God is good, God is great and right. so on. But yet I, I wasn't experiencing for myself what I needed. But uh, anyhow, she was praying. She said, God, if there's anything more for me. See, it's not really in the name of a denomination. No. You know, that it's, it's something that we can get for God ourselves. Yeah. You know, you could call yourself, well, you name it. And, uh, but uh, you can get that experience from the Lord that's real, genuine. And... Uh, this is what she was, she was craving something more. And just praying that prayer. Well, it was a strange thing that took place. My daddy got a new 1947 Chev car. And he just got that. And this man from about 30 miles away, uh, McAdam, came down to a little village of Harvey Station. And he was buying some pigs. Dad farm at a farm, and he was buying uh, some pigs. And he came and he talked to Dad. Well, Dad had this dream a night or two before, and in this dream, he saw this tall man, and uh, he uh, looked up toward the heavens. He said, "Lord, Lord, it's no wonderful. Just a few more years, even the longest." And then he looked, he seen this old house by the side of the road, and it, it uh, had a brand new roof on it. And Dad said, you suppose that might be me, represent me in that dream, that uh, I'm gonna change my way of living? And uh, when this fellow come to him, he said, 
that's a man I seen in my dream. So after he bought some pigs, he said, Dave, see, you got a brand new car. First car, new car he ever got in his life. And he said, there's some meetings up in the cabin. Why don't you just get in that new car and drive up? Well, Dad said, I guess maybe it wouldn't hurt me. Maybe I will do that, you know. And so my mother and uh, Dad drove up to the cabin into the service that night, and my mother felt something tugging in her heart. Just got in there and she thought, oh. She felt the presence of God like she never felt before. And uh, when they wanted some folks to come up the front to pray, she said, I think I'll go up there. Dad said, you better not. You might get into something you can't get out of here. Be careful. <laughs> Just take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. Not tonight. And so we went home, and uh, the next night there was something to go back there the next night. So he went down the road, got the neighbor friend, uh, Burton Greer, and his wife. And so the four of them went up that night. And uh, that night, uh, as the presence of God is real and he felt something tugging on his heart. And it wasn't my mother that went up that night to the front, but it was Dave Cole. Dad walked up and he didn't know nothing about praising the Lord or, you know, anything like that. It was brand new to him. But he started walking back and forth on the, at the front of the church and there was some folks on the platform and this Burton Greer said, what's that Dave Cole doing up there? Is he telling those preachers off or what's he doing? <laughs> and all he was saying, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Well, there was something that struck him that night. It was a presence of the power of the Lord. Praise God. He walked in the service that night and uh, he had a pack of cigarettes in his pocket and a sawmill across the road. He just boom, fired it. And uh, you know, there was just a conviction of, I don't need them no more. And uh, no one had said nothing, but he just felt, and uh, that was it, uh, as far as that goes. And uh, he uh, uh, just surrendered to the Lord that night, and it began to change our home. Yes. You know, cows didn't go up in the right stalls the next morning. It wasn't a curse word. I just began to go. They went from them and uh, things changed. Well, I could talk a long, long time about that. Later on, in the old St. Croix River, <laughs> they walked out uh, and it was cold, ice cakes, pushed them aside and there was about eight or ten that day that got um, baptized in the beautiful, wonderful name of Jesus for the mission of their sins. Praise God, God filled them with the Holy Ghost. Well, it, it changed, changed our lives. And it was a year later, 1948, that the Lord filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost at a little humble Purby, brought some planks in out of the barn to go from one chair to the next chair, wrapped them with the blankets, 
uh, so you wouldn't get any splinters. <laughs> and uh, no, beside that bench, the Lord filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So uh, that was November the 8th, 1948. I'll be celebrating 70 years of the Holy Ghost. About three more weeks. What time I'm going to have. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. It, it's been a great journey. It's been wonderful. Praise God. Uh, God's been so good. And uh, the same night that I received the Holy Ghost, my brother Ron received the Holy Ghost the same night, and uh, two others. There was four of us that night. And uh, I had great news today. This afternoon, his, uh, my brother's wife had uh, texted me and she said uh, about my brother, of course he had four strokes back. Uh, well, how long has it been? Anyhow. April. How, April was it? Yeah. Sister? <laughs> April, okay. And uh, he got out to church this the first time in six months. Oh, this morning. <laughs> six months. And uh, April, they were shaking his, they were shaking their heads. They didn't think uh, at that time it was going to pull through. And uh, God's been good. Yeah, his mind's just great. And uh, of course, he's white leg and his arm is, and uh, in his speech, he's, it's coming all the time. Don't tell me there's not a God of miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. He's unchanging. Praise God. Hallelujah. In this uh, scripture that I read tonight, it says, after this. Uh, and John, there was something about John that he used a lot of times, this after these things. It was a common phrase for him to use that. After or after these things. And if you go uh, through some of the scriptures, it's uh, not just in the fifth chapter here, the first verse, after. It's in the sixth chapter, the first verse. It's in the seventh chapter, the first verse. It's 21st chapter, the first verse. Book of Revelations. Oh my. Revelation 4 and 1, 15 and 5. We're not going into all these scriptures. But he used the word after. After. So when you look at uh, some of the things after you go before what took place before and I was noticing in the third chapter of John the 22nd verse it says after these things came Jesus and his disciples the land of Judea after what things uh, you go back to the first verse of that chapter of the uh, third chapter of John uh, and it says there was a man named Nicodemus and he came to Jesus by night. You know, it was almost like my dad coming <laughs> uh, and saying, what, what's this all about? And then he found out for himself. Yes. There was a man, as <laughs> uh, a Pharisee named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews, saying came to Jesus by night. And he said, Rabbi, uh, said unto him, Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles except God be with him. And Jesus said to him, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then of course Nicodemus, he was uh, 
wondering how a person could be born again, uh, looking at the natural side. But Jesus uh, said, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he can't even enter the kingdom of God. And uh, so uh, uh, he, uh, time and time again, he was saying after this uh, different things that took place. And uh, of course, uh, John the uh, Baptist, the Bible says uh, uh, in uh, Matthew third chapter said, uh, he said, I, I, I baptize you unto repentance, but there's one coming after me is mightier than I. My shoes are not even worthy of loose. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise God. And uh, I'm talking about the great experience that you could have. Praise God. And uh, not just uh, repentance, but that you could receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And uh, aren't you glad for Jesus today? Aren't you glad for what he is, what he can do? He's mighty, praise God. He's powerful, and he's the same, praise God, uh, forever. And uh, the, uh, at this uh, pool that I mentioned about in the fifth chapter, there was all these different ones, halt, blind, maimed. Well, it's a picture of our world today. All around. Uh, of course, Bethesda was known as, it was called the House of Mercy. Aren't you glad for some Bethesdas? Amen. Amen. Thank God for a church building here. It's like a Bethesda, praying House of Mercy. Praise God. Where uh, this great little town where people can run into, they can find help. Praise God. Well, all around in, uh, in our town, our, our every day, you see people hauled, blind. Uh, uh, people that are bound by multitudes. Yes. And the Bible tells us here in that third verse that uh, crammed around that pole was a great multitude, great multitude of impotent, blind, halt, withered people who were just waiting for a miracle to take place. They were waiting for the moving of the water. Praise God. At a certain time, the angel would come down and the wolves that got into the pole first they would be healed, yeah. praise God. And they were waiting and wanting to get in there. But uh, how many there are today out there that's probably waiting like uh, you and me were waiting uh, for something to take place yes. in our lives that would change us, praise yes. God. And all at once it came. Hallelujah. 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 And... Uh, 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 miracles that happen, praise God, that takes place. Mm -hmm. We're going to touch that just in a few minutes, a little later. But I was thinking how that, uh, how things changed. In, in my life as a young man, uh, it was a few years later, 1957, that I found God dealing with my heart. And I was I'm doing carpenter work at the time, Fredericton Diamond Construction. And uh, uh, I didn't know whether to go or not to Bible school. And the Lord was pressing hard on my heart. And I heard the message, Brother Dudley spoke, lovest thou me more than these? And that night, I remember my brother and I both, 
almost ran up to the altar. Because, uh, you know, it wasn't, we, we had given our hearts to the Lord before that. But that night, love was down me more than ease. Not all I could see, the, the boss had just come to us and said, now we're laying people off. But you folks can, will stay on, you can stay on all winter. And uh, not only gave us a few raises back there, you know, got, we got, went from 90 cents an hour. That, what big money that is, 90 cents an hour. <laughs> the foreman's was only getting a dollar 80, and then he put us up to a dollar 50 an hour. And you know, of course, 57, 1957. I got grandkids now getting $12 an hour <laughs> at McDonald's with Tim Hortons. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, price of the car is a little different too now. <laughs> You get a new car for $2,600 back then. Can't get one for 26000 hardly today, but uh, the times changed. But uh, the Lord spoke to us that night. And it was that uh, same year, went to Bible School 57, 1960. Uh, I married my first wife, and uh, uh, the Lord spoke to us. I went in and seen Brother Jakes, the superintendent, I said, is there any openings? She said, yeah, there's one in New Glasgow, a basement church. And he said, if you folks will go, Lord will bless you and look after you. Yes. He says, there's a little apartment in one end of the basement church, about 10 feet, and uh, <clears throat> there's a pull-up Chesterfield. So guess what? We, uh, Got everything put in a little 56 Plymouth car, everything we own, and headed toward New Glasgow. <laughs> and the Lord met us, yes. hallelujah. Oh, yes. Just exactly what he said, yes. the Lord will meet you, yes. hallelujah. Praise God. And uh, when we got the $20 a, a week uh, salary, the uh, first thing we took on was the $2 ties and put them aside. So we had $18 left to do for the week. But you know, they had some what they call cracked eggs back there. So you could get the two dozen and a half or... <laughs> That's right, you know. Yeah, I see that. I'm in a good memory to remember back there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, a $5 uh, a week, uh, twenty to twenty dollars a month for a car payment. You know, twenty dollars. But you know, God was good. Yeah. And the first thing we was baptizing some people. Yeah, it was towards winter, and they had a, a bunch of signs around town. That said, "Why wait till spring to it now?" <laughs> I got one of those big signs. I brought in. I put right in front of the baptismal thing. Yeah. And this drunk fellow had come in. He was filled his cars up with with kids. Judy Underwood and some of them there, little kids like these ones here, but maybe just a maybe bit bigger, yeah, maybe not too much, but anyway, some of them was almost hanging out the window. He didn't have to have seatbelts in, you know, <laughs> hanging out the windows. And he was so happy after Sunday school, he'd have a few little peppermints. He'd give them a little one little peppermint, maybe. And uh, I tell you what, he was the happiest man in New Glasgow. Yeah, he was loading that car up with kids and bringing them. Yeah. I'll tell you, an alcoholic can be changed by the power of God. Praise God. Halt, line, 
And uh, God can change them. Change them. Hallelujah. Ooh. He, he can do it. He does it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, the experience that you have. Well, anyway. Uh, from there on, <laughs> the various churches, uh, Bath, New Brunswick, and McNamee, and uh, uh, the seven all together that uh, we had the privilege of pastoring. And uh, McNamee, that winter, I baptized 60. And I think it was 60, you got the Holy Ghost that winter. Amen. You want a revival. Just, just, they come in, they, some of them said, the, the jailer in the household was coming. Amen. Six and seven was coming. Uh, and you'd hear people praying, 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 praying. I remember one man, I, I don't want to be all night here, but the, he was, this this man was, um, he, he prayed by a rock and he had just a, a path wore down. And uh, he was teaching in a, a Sunday school class and he couldn't remember one scripture. He is quoting half the Bible, just quoting chapters and, and verses. And uh, and he couldn't remember one verse. He was broke down, cried, said, I should remember that. I should remember that verse. Yes. And uh, there was a limb fell off a pine tree. And they didn't have hard hats back there. And they struck him on the head. And he, he was killed. They said there, I don't know, town, they feel that church said that there's never a better man walked in shoe leather than Howard Price. And uh, some of his prayers went on. Hallelujah. Yeah. Some of those prayers were not forgotten. Amen. Uh, one after another just broke and came. Man came, stood at the back door, and uh, just after when singing started, and he was dead drunk, and he said, oh, I shouldn't be here tonight. And uh, they wanted me to go back and, and see him. And I should come up, and I went back, and he said, I shouldn't be here tonight, should I? I said, you've come to the right place. Amen. Right. Amen. And uh, um, yes. I said, uh, we're gonna turn this into a prayer meeting. I said, he started up the aisle and he left a little food out of him and we had to go downstairs. It was like this right here, a stairway. Went down and into the basement for prayer. He said, I feel sick. I said, I'm gonna pray for you. Prayed for him and I, uh, sickness went. I said, I'm going upstairs and we're gonna all come be down here for prayer just in about two minutes. I just come up and I said, there's a man downstairs. I said, he needs the Lord. Went down and in just a few minutes that man sobered up and God met him filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Met him, met him a few years later in Fredericton. He was one of the guards at the hospital in Fredericton. Said, you don't know me, do you? I said, well, I don't think I do. So that I'm Arthur. He said, that's the one that I stood at the back of the church and said, this is no place for me. I said, you come to the right place. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's a right place to be. Call, sick, blind. Amen. And this, that's what this world's full. Amen. They're sick. They're 
filled with it. I mean, do you have any of those around Middleton? You know that. Uh, you know that. Uh, you don't have none that was stacked in the roads and that. No, no, Very, great place to live. I think. Just might move down. <laughs> no, no. The world's full of it, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's going to be a little worse. Uh, thousands of things. <laughs> uh, yeah. The lineups at the liquor stores these, this week. Uh, line up. I'm telling you. Uh, what's this world coming to? Amen. Well, let's, let's get on with it here. Helpless, helpless, helpless world. But there was one named Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. That came into the world. Praise God. And John the Baptist was preparing the way for Jesus to come. I uh, baptize you into repentance, but there's one coming after me that's mightier than I. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so many helpless to, are, are helpless to help themselves. The world's filled with people that are afflicted. They cannot save themselves. There's only one, praise God, that can save them. His name is Jesus. Praise God. I am glad for what he can do. I'm glad for his saving power. Praise God. And the Bible says that Jesus said to this man uh, by the pool, he said, will thou be made whole? When he looked at him, and he's saying that to people today. I, I walked quite a little bit, maybe five or six kilometers a day, or uh, not, not enough. I need to do it more, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I see people. And I met a, a fellow just the other day, his last name's Locke. And from the time I uh, seen him, one time, and I seen him the next time, I said, where have you been? He was, he was in a, like a four-wheel, wheeler, four-wheel uh, chair going around the, uh, all these scooters around our town. So where have you been? He said, uh, and then he stuck his leg out and he said, look, he said, I had my leg amputated. I said, you did. Yeah, he said, I was to Halifax, had that. Uh, I'm done. And uh, I was talking to him, and uh, I said, where's your buddy? And uh, they used to be at McDonald's some. And uh, he said, Joe's gone. Uh, Joe Stevens. Uh, Joe Stevens had been to the church. And uh, I said, Joe, I said, I, I, I mentioned to you to get a hold of Joe and come out to church. Joe didn't make it. He was at McDonald's. The next day, he was gone. He took a spell, took him to the hospital, and uh, within just a few minutes, he was gone. But here's this lock, and he said, I've had my leg taken off since I seen you. Last winter he was walking 
sometimes we walk together. And they, they at the stadium, they got a place with a nice walk with a, a belt, and you can walk around there, and it's known as a place for people to walk, six feet wide and around that. And uh, I was walking with them last winter. But how things can happen in the moment of time. Amen. It can happen in the moment of time. And uh, 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 the Bible says, now is accepted time, now is the day of salvation. This is the time. It says in Isaiah 1.18, come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 1.18. Revelation 3 and 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Any man hear my voice, open the door. I will come to him and will sup with him and he with me. Hallelujah. But then this man said, uh, Well, I've got nobody to help me into the pool. Jesus said, Will thou be made whole? He said, I got nobody. I've got nobody. I hope that's not the way with you and me around. And that they're there and they're saying, I've got nobody to help me to the house of mercy. I got nobody to get me into the pool or into the, when the water's trouble. I mean, I'm glad the water's been troubled today during the life of the troubling of the Holy Ghost. Praise God, just holy. In my heart struggles. Say, oh God, there's great things in store for this day. Hallelujah. I don't know what you have in store, but you've got great things in store. And then I heard about my brother getting out to church in Chipman, New Brunswick. Praise God. Said, God, you're on the throne. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And great things are happening. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Anyway, this man said, I've got no man in the water's trouble to put me into the pool. Praise God. But you notice in the fifth chapter there, John, that sixth verse, it says, Jesus saw him. Well, there was a whole, it says a great multitude was around there. Six parts. Great multitude, but it says he saw him. When he saw him, hallelujah. And, um, oh God, the Bible tells us, he said, uh, lift up your eyes and the hills. Praise God. And look, look at the fields that's white on the harvest. Hallelujah. The fields are white on the harvest. In the uh, first or the uh, third chapter of John, and then you look at the fourth chapter of John, uh, it starts out there in the third chapter, there was a man. But if you look at the fourth chapter, seventh verse, it says there come up to him a woman. I'm glad it's for yes. not just the men, like for the women too. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was a woman, Samaria. And you know the story about the woman at the well. Yes. Jesus gave her and said, uh, uh, I can give you water that you'll never thirst again. Amen. Praise God. And uh, he gave her the living water. Praise God. Whosoever drinketh the water that I'll give you, you can never thirst again. Praise God. The water that I'll give you shall be in you a well of living water springing up. Praise God. I'm glad for the water of life, aren't you? Hallelujah. Praise God that he gives, not just is for everyone. Uh, the moms, the dads, the 
children, and those that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. Praise God. And she uh, dropped her water pots and went into Samaria and said, Come see a man who's told me everything. Praise God. And they went out, the Bible says, they went out of the city and they came unto him. Hallelujah. Jesus touched one soul there, you notice? And that one touched many. Praise God. 39th verse says, And many of the Samaritans. Fourth chapter and the end. 39th verse, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman. For the saying of the woman. God bless the women. Praise God. Say, well, I can't do too much. Oh, yes, you can do a whole lot. Hallelujah. Only took one. And it says, many of them believe. And it goes on, tells us, 41st verse, and many more believe because of his own word. And they come and they heard his word. Said unto the women, now we believe not just because of your saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, there's nothing like the Word of God. I could tell you uh, story after story when I opened the Bible and God gave me a word. One time I had to have an answer within one hour. And, and God gave me the answer. It was, it was in Malachi, the third chapter, Behold, I send you a messenger. It was directly right to me at that, that verse at that time. Uh, let's go on. I was behold and send a messenger unto you. And uh, uh, I turned to it. Uh, anyhow, the, the, mess, the message was at that particular time, I was making a decision. My former wife, I was sick and uh, in the hospital. And that she could go home. I had no oxygen, or she could go to a home, nursing home, or or, uh, or she could stay there, uh, and the nurses would certainly look after her, right there in the hospital. I, I said, I send a messenger on to you. That'll prepare the way, praise God. And that day, I told this doctor, I said, you're the messenger. I said, God gave me a scripture just before I came. And all the next year, uh, later on, every time I'd see him, he said, that, yeah, you're the one that, has, that gave me the scripture. He said, no, we're all talking about that scripture. I said, you was the messenger. Yeah. And he gave me the answer that day. And praise God. Yeah. Thank you, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd walk in, he said, you yeah. and, and, uh, and he had the answer. God's word. Oh. Tell you what, there's nothing like the word of God. Praise God. Forty-third verse, fourth chapter. Gonna hurry to close here. Now after two days he departed thence and went to Galilee. After he met a nobleman. And Jesus came to Galilee, uh, into Gal uh, came of Galilee, where he made water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick in Capernaum. And when Jesus 
uh, heard that the Jesus was come into Judea, into, into Galilee, he went into, unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Noble said unto him, Sir, come down there, my child, and die. Jesus saith unto him, And go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word of Jesus. The 51st verse says, As he was now going down, his servants saw him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he, What time did this take place? They said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus saith unto him, Thy son liveth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus had to speak the word. And it happened. That's all he has to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. He only has to speak the word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. So he called us this week. Gene uh, being Nikki's grandmother. Nikki's he's a missionary in Africa. Nikki. Grandmother. I called us. She said shaken. This happened just this week. And uh, Bella immediately said, uh, get on the other phone. And so with the two of us was on the phone. And uh, she said, uh, I need a touch. Well, Jesus can even answer over a phone. You know that? So I said, we're going to pray. So she got on the other end line. And I was uh, this one and I get to pray. Well, when she broke out talking in tongues, and I broke out talking in tongues. So about five minutes we was talking in tongues on the phone to this lady. Hallelujah. And uh, I was praying. I was thinking of her all the time. But the Bible says in in uh, First Corinthians, fourteenth uh, chapter, first chapter, first verse, you talk to God and no man understands. I was talking to a preacher up in Carl County, and uh, I was ta talking to him, and he said, uh, he said, oh, I talk in languages. Well, I said, you can talk to God and no man understands, too. So I showed him that scripture, he said, well, that's in, I didn't know that was there. You know, I said that. And I said, the fourth verse of 1 Corinthians 14, it, it says, it identifies yourself. I was walking the other day and I was, uh, I told my wife when I got home, I said, I think she thought I was kind of bubbly or something and I, I uh, uh, got home and I said, man, I had a great time of prayer today. I said, I was walking, there was no one around and all of a sudden I was talking loud. They said, oh, you know, if someone see me, they said, you know, Old age has got that fella. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, going down the road, and all the once I, I got thinking of the service here, and uh, I got thinking of Africa. Uh, I, uh, yeah, no, we we just started to build a church there, and uh, it was uh, 
in August? No, no, September. It's only been about six or eight weeks now. Bella uh, has built one in memory of her former husband. Bella uh, was married before for 51 years. I was married for 52 years. Yeah, our husband passed away, he was a preacher. And of course, my wife, I had a lot of you know, Esther. And then we had no intention, but the Lord brought us together the last five, five years. Thank you, Lord. Five years. And uh, it's been great. <laughs> She's a prayer warrior. Anyway, I, how did I get on that subject? I, I was uh, out there walking, and I found myself just talking in tongues. I was praying about that church. Well, within six weeks, I could go on about that a long time. And it, it was just a miracle. Someone from Alberta, her sister, had called and uh, uh, said they, she had some money, uh, wanted to, to send it to Africa, and we was talking about enlarging the church that, uh, in Nangoti. Uh, it's, it's filled up for 200 or so. Anyway, uh, we was talking about that, and uh, we was talking to Colleen, a missionary there, and she said, I got a proposition to give to you. She said, about 20 minutes away from the church that is now there in Angoti, 20 minutes away, uh, the chief has a property to give to the church, and if it's not something put on it, then the next while he's gonna take it back. And she said, would you like to start a church there? And I said, yeah, we're thinking of trying to start or do something there. Uh, and uh, that uh, in memory of my former wife, Esther. And she said, E.M. Temple. <coughs> and uh, so within six weeks, we told nobody. Only her sister said, and the one that worked with her, she said there was, they had $2,000. And sent that, we'd put another thousand with it and I sent that on uh, to start that. And within, and I just told my family, I never told anyone in the church at all, no one. And, uh, and within uh, six six weeks, we had uh, it was over seven seven thousand dollars for that. And it was just a coincidence that someone out of the province heard about it and <clears throat> said, uh, "I don't want my name mentioned." And at two days before that, I happened to kneel at the tombstone. And I was just doing, taking some weeds out around there, and I was just on my knees. I looked at the uh, tombstone, and I said, Esther, it's because of you that we're putting the lighthouse there that, that there will be souls that will be saved. She was, she's got the Holy Ghost, one of the first ones got the Holy Ghost in Nova Scotia back in the 50s. So Esther was, before, before she ever knew anything about the experience, just in the devotion. All the ones, her and the mother was having devotion in the home. She began to talk in a heavenly language she never ever learned. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. It's real time. He's gone. And and I knelt there and I said, it's because of you. And I said, we only need about five more thousand and it'll finish that work. And within two days after that, this call came. He said, we just felt uh, we're going to send $5,000. Thank you, Lord. And she didn't even know that us exact now. Till later on, I, I said, uh, I, I just happened to put it on that uh, we needed 5000 to finish that project. Later on, this one that sent it said, I happened to see. I was, I was being thrilled with what, what had, was had taken place. Hallelujah. And said, I happened to notice before, a, a, this was after, said that you put on there, you only need 5,000 more to finish that project. Praise God. And I said, I, I never knew that is exact now. Praise God that we needed. Praise the Lord. Isn't the Lord good? Yeah. Oh, what a miracle working God we have. Praise God. Amen. Uh, Jesus, he looked at that man. He said, wilt thou be made whole? And then he said, pick up your bed and walk. <laughs> Amen. And I can imagine, can you imagine the crowd around that day? That they must have looked at him and said, Pick up your bed and walk 38 years. He's been, he's been here around 38 years. Uh, and, and Jesus, do you not realize what you're saying? Pick up your bed and walk. The Bible says he picked up his bed and walked. Praise God. Healed completely by the power of God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus, know uh, uh, what, he, what he can do for anyone. He can do for you. He can do for me. Praise God. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. And, uh, Hallelujah. Right after that, you're going to get some persecution. You're going to get some criticism. The Bible tells us there that uh, uh, they began to criticize him. Said, oh, Jesus, you did it on the Sabbath day. And I always have some remarks to say, won't they? No, I am. This uh, next door neighbor uh, to us, next day after dad had given his heart to the Lord, he said, oh, that's what is, Dave. You can't get your chores done in the morning. He said to get a new car out all night. Dad said, I got something last night that's better than all the new cars in the world. Amen. He Praise sat on a mountain stool and told him what took place. Praise God. Amen. And Alan, Alan was out chopping wood. He come back in about noontime. He thought, what's wrong with Dave Cole? And he sat there and told them all over again. Oh, praise God. Oh, what he's done. Praise God. Man. And the Bible tells us there that uh, right after that, that the next place he found, saw this man was in the temple. That's a good place to come, isn't it, after you're converted? Get to the house of God every chance you get. Hallelujah. He's got more for us. Praise God. Get to the house of God. Praise God. Oh, I tell you, it's real. Uh, we had a lady in our town. Her name's June. If we'd walk in there today, 
She's bit fast. Can't get out of bed. Uh, 97 years old. But if you'd go there within five minutes, she would say, I'm just waiting for my healing. And I'll be back in church playing my accordion. And before you get out of there, June Harris will be talking in tongues. I've never went in there one time. So when she burst out, she did, yeah, with a glow on her face. Hallelujah. It's real. The Holy Ghost is real. It's real. Praise God. Tonight is real. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's mighty. It's powerful. And you can, the next place you can go is um, the house of God. The Bible tells us that men and multitudes and multitudes are in the valley of decision. The day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. I'm looking for the coming Lord, aren't you? He's even at the door. And the Bible says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be witnesses unto me. Acts 1 name, you shall receive power. Praise God. I'm glad for the power of God. Praise God. I'm glad for what he can do, what he's doing in this day and hour that we're living in. He changes lives. He heals, saves, keeps, and satisfies. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. We stand together tonight. Man, uh, uh, I know I've kept a long time with telling all these various stories. Praise God. But I can't help but declare the goodness of God. My wife spoke explaining a generation to generation. Uh, the great things of God from generation to generation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Generation after generation, we need to exalt him, tell him the good things of God, what he means to us. Praise the Lord. The transformations that can come in our lives of men and women be changed by the power of God. The healings that can transpire. Hallelujah. I was lifting a camera, no lie, to close, but I was lifting a box down, it was two years ago, in the garage. I took a kink in my neck and for uh, two days, I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't lay in bed. I had to sit up in a chair. And after the second, uh, second day, it was severe. And uh, I was at a breakfast table, and I couldn't even eat. 